climber. I don't care what kind of music you write. Country, rock, bluegrass, Christian, hip-hop, whatever genre you write, you need a big dose of ACDC if you want to make it as a pro. Without it, your career is on the highway to hell. Why is that? You're going to find out today on The Climb. Johnny, do that thing. Oh my God, you had me at hello with this. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what you're going to say. <laughs> Welcome to The Climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. Leverage is what you're going to need to succeed. You have to prove that what you're doing has value in the marketplace right now. That's the deal. You got to be competitive. And then once you're competitive, you got to prove that it has value. And that creates leverage. When you have leverage, everybody that you want to work with is going to come out of the woodwork to work with you. The labels, the management companies, the booking agencies, the other writers, everything you want, the circles you want to run in, when you make some, even just a little bit of traction, they're going to stand up and salute. And that's why we created this podcast. The CLIMB, C-L-I-M-B, Creating Leverage in the Music Business, is a backronym for my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter, who's an award-winning songwriter with cuts and hits by Randy Jackson. Randy Jackson. Yo, Randy dog. And Alan Jackson, Randy Travis. NBA, <laughs> <laughs> Joe Nichols, and more has had a slew of number ones in Southern Gospel in the last couple, two, three years. Had a recent top 10 in Australia and a new one dropping very soon in Southern Gospel. So let's see where that goes. I'm praying mm-hmm. that goes number one, buddy. Oh, it's out, baby. It's out. It's out. It's out. It's out. out there and he's loving it. There we go. Everybody's loving it. It says you shot up to number one with a bullet. I wish. We'll see. We'll see, TBD. Not to quote any ACDC lyrics, but what yeah. I love about Brett is he helps songwriters like you do what he does, turn professional by teaching you how to write like a pro, do business like a pro. And then the last piece of the puzzle is to connect you with the pros to get your relationship started. It's just like getting a job at McDonald's or getting that construction gig or getting in that teacher gig that you got. It's all about that person you knew that turned you on to it, right? It's all about relationships. So you can find Brent at songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production, singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. ACDC. ACDC, that's right. I I thought you'd like that. I thought you'd like that, and I thought I would like it, and I do. I love it. I mean, one of my favorite bands, without a doubt. Yeah, they're just classic, man. They're just hard to beat. They're hard to beat. So... Yes. And, you know, while I think everyone needs the band ACDC in their life, because you do, you'd need some ACDC in your life. Mm -hmm. uh, This ACDC is actually, well, it's shocker. It's an acronym. It's an acronym, but it's not a backstronym. It's not one that I came up, but we're going to talk about it today and how it applies to your songwriting artist life. And it's going to change how you're living. Right on. You know, um, I don't know. I don't know if I told you this before. I think I have. Like, I know Brian Johnson. I've hung out with Brian Johnson. What? Yeah. Like, like he, they all live down in Florida. Oh, yeah? And when I was doing thing down there, 
Yeah, like I've been over to his house for dinner a couple times. Really? In 93, my whole family like went on vacation in Hawaii over Christmas. Yeah. And Brian was there. Like part of your vacation or just happened to be there at the same time? You know, he was there on same island on Maui at the same time and wanted to hang out, you know, so we just <laughs> kept like, so the way we had, so like we stayed just like, <laughs> this is a great story. Like in Maui, there's the like Lahaina, which is like the tourist spot and everything. And on the other side of the island mm-hmm. is uh, this little sleepy town that is, I think it's the windsurfing like that's where they always held the windsurfing championships, right? It's just like this perfect area for windsurfing. Okay. And so they have like a lot of, and this is long before Airbnbs, right? But they have like a lot of sort of Airbnb type things, like big houses Mm. with multiple rooms with a common area in the middle, but all the rooms have little kitchenettes, not even like a kitchenette. It's got like a microwave in the sink and a bath, you know, it's for surfers, right? But and, And outside access. So there's not just one way to come in. But we had my whole family and then my dad's brother and his whole family were all there at the same time. So it was like all these extended family people from there. And the phone kept ringing. It's Brian Johnson, dude. And my cousin's like, is that Brian Johnson from Macy? I'm like, yes. And, you know, then it's like, it's Brian again. You know, it's like, Johnny, let's go ride Harleys. You know, and I'm like, Brian, I can't, I can't ride a motorcycle. I don't know what the hell I'm doing on a motorcycle. He's like, <laughs> Do this, so, you know, like yeah, he's all this crazy crap he wants to do, and I'm like, oh no! And he's like, well, then let's go out to dinner. I'm like, I can do that. Let's do that. <laughs> and so we went out to dinner, and oh my god, dude, the conversation that I had with him was so cool. It was all about Malcolm Young, not Angus. You know, Angus Young is the star, right? Yeah. The, the star player, star. But it was Malcolm, his brother, that came up with like all those licks, huh. all those crazy, iconic ACDC licks. That was Malcolm Young. And now, you know, as a much more seasoned musician, I mean, it's Malcolm's right hand that is just so, you know, that just makes that back and black thing work. Yeah. So freaking good, dude. It was, uh, it was amazing. But yeah. And he just, I mean, I talk with Brian Johnson and he is like in awe, literal awe of Malcolm Young. And this is 93 long before he passed away. God rest his soul. You know, yeah. it was, um, really, really cool, man. Just learned so much and talked about like the stuff he went through in his head because he came in after Bon Scott died. Like, it was great. Yeah. Like, what a tough gig man yeah and then for them to do that and then just take it to another level at the same time is yeah is crazy and for those of you who are like hardcore country fans and you don't really follow a lot of rock and roll this will blow your mind you know all those big shania twain albums were produced by mutt lang which was her husband at the time well mm-hmm. mutt lang is back in black too and highway to hell you know yeah <laughs> So really cool. But anyway, all right. Well, before you get into that, let's take care. But also, if you're a hardcore country fan, you're probably like, I don't listen to that Shania stuff either. But whatever. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> They're still like, who? No. <laughs> you're not doing yourself any favors, boy. <laughs> Good point. So says the rock guy in the room. Yeah. Uh, so let's take care of some business first. Join the climb community if you haven't done so. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the climb community 
And man, this is, we're growing a lot lately. Like we're always growing, but lately we've been doing like leaps and bounds, which is kind of nice. Mm. You have to ask to be let in. We let everybody in, but this is singers, songwriters, indie musicians, people like you hanging out together, supporting one another. There's a lot of co-writes happening in there. There's a lot of marketing advice going back and forth. Hey, I tried this and it worked. I tried that and it worked. Mm. People asking questions and other people answering. And certainly Brent and I get in there and try to answer as much as we can. So it's a thriving community to be sure. And we want you to be a part of it. Okay. Just be good boys and girls. When you get in there, the feed is, is for everybody and all your personal stuff, like your music, your gigs, your wins. There's so every week there's a place to put those as a comment on a post. And let's talk about, we have new heights every Wednesday, but we just call it affectionately Wednesday wins. Let's share some of those wins. Yeah, so as always, every Wednesday we post a new height since where we encourage you to share some of your music-related wins with us so we can celebrate with you. And that's one thing I love about this is if there's a win, usually there's at least one or two people in there commenting on it and, and celebrating with you. So it's just part of that relationship building, which is so important in this business, whether it's business relationships or just someone to encourage you along your journey. So Climber Brian Williams says, had an interview with a local CBS affiliate station about being a finalist in the NSAI annual song contest. Also had one of my songs played live at the Lincoln Theater in Cheyenne. Small thing, but a first for me, by the way, no relation to Chansey Williams. Yeah, I know you'd asked about that on a previous episode, Johnny. So Brian, thank you for letting us know that, solving that mystery. Uh, but of course, you have people like Sunday Joe Grant. He put that in there? He wrote that? Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. Right on. <laughs> So thank you. But, you know, then you have people like Sunday Joe and Brad Hacker and Carrie Latham and Patrick Adams, like giving attaboys and that kind of stuff because it's community building, which I love. Yeah. Speaking of community, Climber Sunday Joe Graham, who also did the uh, the graphic for this episode, mm-hmm. says, got a single song contract for a song I wrote two weeks ago with Carrie Latham and Brad Hacker and is currently being pitched to a pretty known guy in the music industry, praying for favor. Also managed to use the words acetigue. Maybe in a song. Never saw that coming. And I still don't know what that word is. I'm going to have to look it up. And also co- uh, hosted our second NSAI meeting for our new chapter in Branton, Springfield, Missouri. Met some talented peeps and hope to continue networking with them. So there you go. So there's Sunday Joe writing with two other climbers, Carrie and Brad. Their songs being pitched around. And so just good stuff happening in the community. So I appreciate y'all sharing that with us so we can celebrate with you and keep on climbing. There we go. All right, guys, make sure you follow the podcast or subscribe to it wherever you consume your podcast and tell a friend about it. Like there's, you know, we're up over 600 episodes now yeah. because it was transferred to a new podcast network that we're really, really stoked about. It's mm-hmm. all music podcast networks over 100 podcasts. So this is going to help expand our audience as well. And that's it, man. If you're getting benefit out of it, turn somebody else onto it and then mm-hmm. If they subscribe to the podcast, they're going to see all the episodes and they can cherry pick which ones speak to them. That's right. All right. So tell me about ACDC that has nothing to do with ACDC. I know, sadly. That's a little bit of a letdown. It is. It is. I'm not going to lie, but I'll be listening to this after this episode. So, all right. So I was reading through this book that my sister sent to me called Clockwork. It's by Michael, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Michalowicz. Mm -hmm. And so I read a book of his. It was really good. Earlier, I guess last year, I finished up called Profit First, which was really good. This one's called Clockwork. It's Design Your Business to Run Itself. So it's a business book. So I've been reading through it because Songwriting Pro is a business, and I'm looking at trying to get that sucker to run more without me so I can 
write more songs and do more of the most fun stuff, like without as much of the admin stuff. Like I love hanging out with my song pros and with climbers and stuff. That part's great, but like the, all the back end, like emails and all that stuff. Let's see if we can get that to run on its own. But anyway. Oh, so, hey, well, can I interrupt you just for a quick second? Yeah. Information is actually really valid about what you just said. Yeah. Not about the point that you're about to make. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, Hamilton, Ray Hamilton was just here, right? Oh, yeah. So he's been co managing the Hay Goods. Mm hmm. And they're coming back and forth and writing a lot. And every time Ray comes to town, we hang out. Well, he came over the other night and bruh, like, you know, he's with song placement pros. Mm -hmm. He has an insane amount of emails. Oh yeah. I bet. Yeah. Right. An insane amount. Like every day he does four hours Woo! worth of emails. So Ray, I'm so proud of Ray. Like I can't even tell you how proud of Ray I am. He went and got an account with Chad GPT. Mm. Okay. Okay. And he was showing me how this thing will write his emails for him. What? Like, yeah, like they listen to a song from Song Placement Pros. And so he'll go in and say, write an email that says this about this song title, this line, I like this line, and blah, blah, blah. And so in like 30 seconds, he writes what he wants the email to do. And in 10 seconds, it writes the email. Interesting. And then he cuts and pastes it and sends it off. So he's the, he's using chat GPT for some of that back end, like admin crap, dude. And it saved him. It, he's doing all his four hours worth of emails every day in a half hour. So it's still the points. He listens and he says, okay, these are the points I want to get across, but it's letting the, the AI craft the actual body of the email, do the word crafting on that. So yeah, because, because he's crafting, you know, you've got to do all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. To you got to write that email. And it's not, he doesn't use like an email template, which I like. Yeah. But yeah, so when he gives like the pointers on the songs after he lists them mm -hmm. and specific notes about the songs, like he tells it what to do and then it does it and it spits out the email like instantly. That's interesting. Okay, I just want to dive into that because I want to make sure that this is the free version of ChatGPT, by the way, the free version. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, I just want to dive into that, and make sure people didn't think that he was just having an automated response to their songs. No, no, no. A great no. friend of both of us, and I want to make sure that it's clear that he's not being disingenuous with people. No, not at all. No, they listen to every song. Okay. You know what I mean? We're and looking out for our buddy Ray. Every song, but for you. if you're critiquing every song and you're not it's much to the point, like, here's the point, like for this whole time that they're doing this, Ray has never done a template for that reason that you're talking about. Yeah. Cause he would never do that. You know what I mean? He wouldn't just like plug in the title and say the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. So it's always some sort of different message or some sort of different communication that he's doing and he's got to craft it. Well, this thing, and not only that, but this has learned like his tone. Yeah. It speaks like Ray would speak. It, it writes the way Ray would write it. That's interesting. It's insane, dude. I need to look into some more of that stuff, but that's. Uh, I, I looked at it, knows about us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Chat you about us. Like, I was like, okay. But it was blowing my mind. So, for you guys out there that got to, you know, all some of the admin stuff that you're sick of having to do or whatever, check out that free version of of chat gpt because you know what maybe you're going to spend five hours fussing with it and messing with mm -hmm. it and learning how to use it and, and learning the capabilities but i mean ray's literally saving himself three you know three and a half hours a day that's amazing oh that's crazy forget that's, about it i mean in this whole thing clockwork and 
it's just trying to get the business to run better because you're a business owner, whether you're a singer, songwriter, singer, songwriter, indie artist, whatever you are, and just trying to get the as much stuff to run like clockwork yeah. so you can dive into the, your area of genius. And so for me, it's been like I've been training Ren to, you know, he's already editing the podcast. Hey, buddy, love you. So he's already editing the podcast. Thank you, Ren. <laughs> and he's been doing some other stuff for me that is just stuff that it doesn't have to be me doing it, right? Someone else can do some of this stuff, scheduling certain things, whatever, backend admin type stuff. And so I've been just diving in more on going, okay, like here are these, you know, like every month at songwritingpro.com, we have an event where you get a chance to connect with a pro and there's emails that go out about these certain things. And there's just all this the logistical stuff to make the stuff happen. Now, the part that I provide are the relationships with these pros to bring them in to listen mm-hmm. to a thing, right? Mm-hmm. So that's me. That's on. But as far as, you know, and setting the dates on here, the deadlines and stuff. But after that, like filling in the information on an email, well, that didn't have to be me. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all this back end stuff going, where can I let him do that where I can focus more on? Hey, what should we be doing next? Hey, what can we do on the podcast next? How can I write more songs? How can I help more people? Yeah, if your highest and best uses, your highest and best use is lining up the new appointments with those writers mm-hmm. and offering your critiques on, you know, the songs yeah. and everything like that. You, that's where your brain has to think. Your highest and best use is not typing. <laughs> right. It's taking Ray four hours a day. And same with Ray, like his highest and best use is like listening to those songs, deciding if there's a place that he can sync those or mm-hmm. if there's somebody, you know, or if it's, Hey, if it's a mid-level song, he's going to give him an honest critique. If it's an amateur song, he's going to give him an honest critique and say, Hey, you know, if you do this and this and here's point them to the right places where they can improve. Mm-hmm. But that's him listening, putting his expertise to work and crafting a response that's going to be beneficial to this person in one yeah. form or another, but not typing. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, and I've seen Ray type like it's not good. Like Ray, Ray needs Chad GPT. I love you, Ray, but that's his funny. typing blows, you know, <laughs> and that thing for him to just be able to give the points on what he wants to say. And that yeah. thing literally in 10 seconds crafts the email. It's like incredible, dude. That's interesting. That's interesting. So, Anyway, clockwork. So I was looking through this because I'm trying to get my business to run better. So I have more time for the creative part of it, the part that's fun. Mm-hmm. And I ran across this acronym. And so I think it, it works whether you're, it helps keep you focused on what's most important in your business, whether you're a songwriter, an artist, a barista, or an accountant. Without focusing on ACDC, your bottom line will never get back in black. You know, so oh! In red. <laughs> That might be my last ACDC pun. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if more happens. But let me just read from the glossary here in Clockwork. So ACDC, the four major stages in the flow of businesses are A, attracting prospects, C, converting prospects into clients, D, delivering the promised offering to clients, and C, collecting payment. So ACDC, attracting, converting, delivering, collecting money, right? Ah. So those are the four big, big things in your business. And you want to stay focused on those things. Like I don't have my, my rap coffee mug with me. I have my songwriting pro mug here, but I have a coffee mug that says rap, write, record, access, pitch. I like to break these things down into simple things. We can focus on what's important as a songwriter. So y'all have heard me say it a bunch, rap, write, record, access, pitch. You got to do these things if you want to be a pro. Well, this is a, a kind of another layer of that, attract, convert, deliver, and collect. So I just want to break these down, what they may, 
how they may be for you as a songwriter to think about these things and stay focused on these things. And they're going to be different order for different kind of situations, mm-hmm. but it always comes back to ACDC. Mm-hmm. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. So here we go. So the first one, attract. So as a songwriter, I want to attract co-writers and publishers and artists, A&R people, producers. Like we need to, to attract people that are in the business. If you want to be in the business, you got to attract people in the business. So it means reaching out to them, making connections. So there's a lot that we need to do to attract them. So that's the under wrap would be the access part. You got to get to know people in the business because it's, as Johnny, as we've said a million times, it's a no like and trust business. Mm-hmm. If they don't know you, they can't work with you. If they don't like you, they're going to choose not to work with you. If they know you and they like you, they'll go have dinner with you, but they're not really going to give you their business because they don't trust you to be a good investment for the business. So you want to work on attracting those people. Always be building your your networking. As a college coach might say, always be recruiting, mm-hmm. right? Always be recruiting. ABCs, always be recruiting. Mm-hmm. And so that's an important thing as a songwriter, we recorded a song title challenge recently that hadn't come out yet, but we we're just talking about how I knew this pro that we brought into this song title challenge. Like, oh, we met through, you know, this other connection of ours. And well, you got to that because somebody came into the office and said, you should go to this thing. Mm-hmm. And because that person knew Johnny to come into Johnny's office to say, you should come by and do this thing. Then you went to that thing and you met this writer who met that writer. And now, because I know you through Johnny and I met that writer, you know, it's that whole web of, yeah. of networking that yeah nobody planned, but you're always kind of working on building relationships with the co-writers, publishers, artists, A&R people, whoever. So that's one thing. You always want to stay focused on that. Then the thing is you got to convert them. So they must say yes to the next step in the process, whatever that step is. And we'll go to, into that a little bit more in a minute here. And deliver. Let me get over here in the book here. And then deliver. When you show up, you want to show out. Mm-hmm. Like you got to bring the goods when you show up. So, And then collect is getting paid because, oh, yeah, money talks. That was the other one. 
because <laughs> money talks, right? Come on, come on, let me hear your money talk. <laughs> let me hear your money talk. That's right. So, as a songwriter, let, let's look at this from a, a songwriter point of view: attract, convert, deliver, and collect. Let's look at it for building your co-writing network. Attract, like, how am I going to meet other co-writers? It might be, well, you know what, in the climb community. I'm going to start posting wins, or if I don't really have wins I feel are worth posting or whatever, I'm going to comment on other people's wins. Mm -hmm. Like, we see so much on these new heights. I'm going to post on there and be like, that's great. Or if they share a song on Music Monday in there, I'm going to listen to it. And if I dig it, or even if I don't, I'll still say, hey, thanks for sharing or something. But especially if I dig it, I'm going to say some sort of specific thing about it that I thought was really cool. Love what you did in the second verse. Hey, I just thought the hook on that and how you spun into that was landed. That hook was awesome. Mm -hmm. Really like your melody. I'm going to start doing things like that. And what does that do? I mean, John, if you post a song and somebody says, love how you landed that hook, you're going to be like, oh, gaming. Yeah. make a little note of that person's name. Well, thank you, Bob Smith. Uh -huh. Oh, but Bob's yeah. pretty. That Bob's pretty cool. I like the cut of his jib, right? Yeah, Bob's right. a sharp cookie. He's a, he's obviously brilliant because he recognizes mine. <laughs> and so there are ways to start building community. Or if you're in the songwriting pro community, show up to the jam sessions, show up to the co-writer cafes, and and do that sort of thing where you can. Heck, we just finished up an event right now that I haven't gone through and, and picked the top ten yet, but we have a pitch a co-write, a co-write pitch event where actually Zane and Donna King on Stowtown Records, Southern Gospel artist, people submit their best song starts for Zane and Donna. And I'm going to go through and we'll play the 10 song starts for them. They're going to decide if they want to like write it with you or not. So that's a chance to attract a co-writer. Oh, wow. So there are these opportunities out there, even if you don't live in Nashville, New York, or LA. And so you want to be thinking about those things all the time, but how do I attract new co-writers into my network? Mm -hmm. And then you want to convert them. So maybe they're, on your radar, they're aware of your existence. Well, that doesn't automatically put you in the room with somebody just because they're aware of who you are. You got to convert that. You got to get them to say yes yeah. to the next step in the process. So for co-writers, it might be a yes. I want to get them to say yes to getting a day on the books, whether it's a Zoom write, an in-person write, whatever it is. So that means you need to ask, hey, I would love to write with you sometime. Can we get a day on the books? Here's what I got. And you got to do that dance because if you don't, you got people that know you, but they never do business with you. And that doesn't change your life. So you got to get them to say yes. Mm -hmm. And then the deliver is when you get in the room, you got to show up and show out. Like be prepared. Yeah, You, you want to be prepared. It doesn't mean show out like be braggadocious and try to steamroll the room. It doesn't mean that, but it means you want to add value to the room. And so what's going to do that in a co-write? It's doing your homework, figuring out, okay, what kind of stuff does this person generally write? What do they do really well? How can I add value to that. What ideas can I bring into the room? Do your song title challenges, do your pre-writing mm -hmm. and stuff. So when you come into the room and they go, what you got, you got, Oh, I got stuff. I got these ideas or I got this riff or I got this track started, whatever your specialty is that we're going to really add value. You come prepared, mm -hmm. you do your homework and you come prepared to deliver. That means get a good night's sleep. Don't be hung over in the room. Do these things to set yourself up to win. Mm -hmm. Show up on time. Show up early, whatever. Make sure your Zoom works or whatever. So make sure that when you show up, it's going to be a good experience for that person and so that you can deliver. Mm -hmm. Got to do that. And then collect. So ACDC, then collect. What is collecting? You know, in the book, it talks about collecting money. Well, writers, you know, it's a different kind of thing. And it's for co-write 
there's not the money part of it. So what is the collecting? It might be get another day on the books. Mm-hmm. It might be that work tape or that demo that you now have to pitch. But there needs to be a finish. There needs to be a collection. Like, what did we do this for? Mm-hmm. What is the outcome I want out of this? Yeah. So, and it needs to be appropriate. Not every song needs to be demoed. It just may not be good enough to demo, but the experience was good enough. And the co-writer is good enough. You want to get back in the room. So maybe the collection on that one is, let's get another day on the books. Mm-hmm. It might just be like, oh, I still need to get the work tape. Because doing how I do a lot of Zoom writes these days, may not get a work tape right then. My buddy Neil and I were writing with an artist in Canada who would, I think he just moved or something happened where his home studio was like disassembled. He's got to put the stuff back before he could do like a good work tape or whatever for it. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to push him too much because he's the artist. I don't want to make him hate me, but it's on my Trello list of projects going, I still need to get that work tape. Mm -hmm. And so it's that collection process. So you don't like, yeah, we got together. We wrote one. What happened? I don't know. I never even got a work tape. I don't know what happened. You know, it's like, that's kind of wasted time. It's all in the follow-up, right? Johnny, Mm -hmm. you've done sales things. Yeah. How critical is the follow-up? Well, it's huge. And and this is, I mean, where I was kind of going, one of the other things I was just thinking about too, is this whole process and plugging this whole process, this ACDC process into what I would call like a funnel. Yeah. So it's about numbers too, right? Yeah. Sales, is about, it's a numbers game, right? Yeah. You can't get hung up on your win or your loss, right? Mm-hmm. Because your win is only, that's that just won. And now unless they go again, it's over, you know? And, yeah. and where's the next win coming from? And you can't get hung up on the loss. So, you know, the best way to sort of describe funneling in the context that I'm talking about it would be like, picture yourself on vacation with a massive toothache, right? Like a huge cavity or some sort of huge mouth pain. You're on vacation. It's going to ruin your vacation. Mm -hmm. How do you, you know, you need a dentist. How do you do it? Do you think it would be smarter to call one dentist and wait for them to call back? Or do you think it would be smarter to call like 20 dentists? And then the first one that calls back gets your business, right? Right. Because you're on vacation. You don't know any of these people. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, there's just the, the more numbers you have, the more you, some people are going to get into that funnel and they're going to come out on the other end. Yeah. So it is, it is a numbers game. And just from like, a, I, I'm not going to attribute this to songwriting, but there's some number here. But in sales, and I've been in sales for 30 years of my life, I can tell you that the closing ratio, no matter what the industry is, the closing ratio from a lead to a sale is astoundingly the same. It's a range between three and 8%, depending on how good the salesperson is. Hmm. So it's always like that. So, you know, keep in mind, so somewhere between like three and 8% of the writers that you reach out to, to do a co-write with are going to say yes. (laughs) So the more that you have, right? Right. Or you may say three and 8% of your songs may kind of take you to that next step may get past just being a work tape. Yeah. Think about that. Or, or just maybe move you on the journey of being a better songwriter. Like, you know, you mm-hmm. write a hundred songs and three of them, you're like, those are special. Mm. Right. Right. And then you learn how to better write special songs. Right. But I don't think you learn how to do that without doing a hundred. Yeah. I, I'm a quantity guy. I'm not, Spraying and praying, but yeah, it takes a while to learn the basics. Yeah. And I think at the beginning, especially quantity is important. So you just build the habit of showing up 
and doing it and finishing songs. That's an important skill. And showing up, that's a super important skill. And then as you do it more and more, you may ha- figure out how to do it less and less <laughs> in a way. Yeah, well, you know what? I think, I think the quantity in the beginning is because if you're a craftsman, if your goal is to be a craftsperson, whatever, mm-hmm. craftsman just comes off the tongue better, but I mean men and women, you know, if your goal is to be a craftsman, a student of the game in the songwriting business, then I can tell you two things are for sure. Like in the beginning of your journey, you are doing a lot of, thinking oh yes you're doing too much thinking Mm. about how to write a song right Mm. until you sort of do it and do it and do it and do it over and over and over and over again then all of a sudden the thinking becomes more muscle memory and less thinking about the mechanics of writing a song and more thinking about how to be creative yeah in this song right so it becomes like more fun when you know when you're doing like for me if i'm taking on like a new software system or i'll use an example in the music industry like pro tools i mean yeah i got turned on to pro tools like at first it was a friggin curse man because i didn't know my way around it that well so it was tools right yeah it was no tools it was it was slow tools yeah slowing me down so much and and now i can work that tool so good that i can do what i want pretty much as quick as i can think about it yeah which makes my experience of doing something like even like post-production for the podcast or a mix in a demo or something like that it's much more pleasurable because I'm trying all these different things. I'm not trying, well, how do I make that happen in Pro Tools? Right. How do I, you know, how should I do that? Like, I'm not worried about the mechanics of it. I'm just in this creative mode and it's all flow. And your flow works better, I think, after you do so many songs where you just have these different tricks that you're not even thinking about. Mm. What is it, like System 2? Is that the ones where you don't think about them? I think so. It's your little more subconscious processing. Yeah. Yeah, like when you were a kid and you're learning to tie your shoelaces and it was daunting, right? Because your parents were busting your chops because you had to learn how to tie your shoelaces and it was like hard and there's pressure. Yeah. There's pressure from on high to learn how to, you know. Takes 10 minutes to get out the door to go to school. Yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden something happens and now you tie your shoelaces and you don't even remember tying them because you're thinking about 10 other things. Right. While you do that subconsciously. You know, Mm -hmm. that's that's what I mean by flow, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a good point is doing that numbers thing. And so focus on attracting your co-writers, converting them. They got to say yes. Deliver when you show up. Like if you break down along any of these points, there's failure there. So if you don't attract co-writers, if you, if people aren't aware you exist, you're not going to get co-writes. If they know you exist, but you don't ever actually convert them to get it like a day on the books, it doesn't matter if they know who you are. Mm-hmm. If you get a day on the books and then you just don't deliver when you're in the room, meaning you're not a good hang and you don't do good work, mm-hmm. that's delivering those two things. Because even if you get a good song, but they don't like you, they don't enjoy it. It was really not, I don't mind digging in doing hard work with people that I enjoy and for songs that I enjoy. That's fine. Yeah. I'm willing to work and to go, oh, that was my head is splitting, but dadgum, that was great. But if it's like people I don't enjoy, and it's a song I don't enjoy, it didn't deliver. I'm in no hurry to make that room happen again. Yeah. Right. So we hope you deliver. And then if you don't collect, eventually you go out of business. You're going to be in sales. But if you don't ever collect what the people owe you, you're out of business. I sold a lot of product. Yeah, but you didn't collect any of the money from your customers. Yeah, that's why I'm out of business. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. You got to collect. And so the music business, you got to collect. You got to get that next ride on the books. You got to get that work tape. You got to get that demo made if it's worth demoing, that sort of thing. If you're working with an artist, if you're, say, you're pitching songs, you got to attract, convert, deliver, and collect on at a different place. So say you want to pitch directly to the artist. You got to attract those artists. You got to get on that artist's radar where somehow they're going to, they're aware of you. Then you convert, say, yes, will you listen to this song? Can I send you a song? Can I pitch you a song? They got to say yes. They got to be willing to listen, right? You got to convert them. Mm -hmm. They got to listen. And then that song better deliver. Mm -hmm. That song better be amazing and amazing for them. Not just good, but good for that artist, fit their brand, Mm -hmm. say what they want to say to their audience. If it delivers and they cut it, then you actually collect royalties. Yeah. So there's that kind of collection, but also, hey, can I send you something else? Or, hey, you want to get a ride on the books? You like that? Maybe we should write sometime. That's the collection. Is that thinking of that next step? How does that next thing happen? I mean, honestly, part of what we're doing with The Climb, with Song Title Challenge, with other things I do at Songwriting Pro, is this attract, convert, deliver, collect stuff for my songwriting business. Yeah, We do these song title challenges. And some of the people I don't know ahead of time or some of the interviews. I don't know these people ahead of time, but I want to get to know them. And so maybe we'll reach out to them. Hey, we have this podcast. We do this thing. It's fun. Would you come on? Yeah, sure. Maybe I know someone a little bit, but I want to build more of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. We come on, we get to play in the sandbox, working on, you know, kind of feel each other out on what we think about ideas and stuff. You get to sniff around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Some of those convert into co-writes down the road. Cause now we have a little bit more of a relationship. It's not like a blind date. Like, Oh, I hung out with Brown on the podcast. That was fun. Okay. And then hopefully show up and deliver in the room, write a great song and have a good time and then collect by whatever that next step is. Let's get another day on the books. Let's bring in an artist. Let's get the demo made, whatever that is. So I'm always thinking about that stuff. I always think about, okay, where's that next step in that process with these people? And so it's not a bad idea to write this stuff down. Yeah. I have a Trello board that I have this. I have, you know, here are co-writes. Here's a list of co-writers. And, oh, you know, I haven't written with so-and-so in a while because I go to that Trello board just about every day and look through a list of co-writes and go, oh, I need to get back on with so-and-so because it's so easy if you're busy, like we're all busy, and you have rights that some people you just go, oh, gosh, I haven't. there's an artist that I've written with a few times that, I mean, I got a cut on this artist. So my batting average is pretty good. We've only written a few times, got a cut, got another one demoed. And, you know, you put the cut out. It's like, but we just haven't gotten back on the books in a while. Mm-hmm. Just because artists are busy and they're they're kind of hard to pin down a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Cause they're just, they're busy and they're ADD like we are and worse. Mm-hmm. And seriously, if I don't have it in front of me, it's easy to forget about, oh, I need to work on that to make that happen again. Cause we've had success. I got to make that happen again. It's amazing how easy it is not to have that happen again, even if you have success. Yeah. So I got to keep it in front of me to going, oh yeah, I've already tracked it and converted this and delivered with this artist before. Now I got to collect. Let's do it again. Yeah. You know, the collect maybe cycling back through, get another day on the books. And so it's funny. That's talking to myself here going, oh yeah, I need to hit up so-and-so about another ride. I've done it, but it's been a while. We haven't gotten that day back on the books yet. Got to collect. Yeah. That way I can go back and hopefully go get another cut with this. Maybe I'll get the single next time. So, you know, some, some other things like I'm, I'm just thinking about like, so the beginning, the attract thing. Yeah. I'm kind of, when you're saying this stuff and I'm likening it to a lot of the ways that we structure ad campaigns on 
the corporate side. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And the short story is this, that we have created digital marketing infrastructures and strategies that create relationships with these like financial advisor agencies, right? Yeah. Where people, the consumers create relationships with them deep enough that they hand over seven figure nest eggs, you know, their million dollar retirement plans plus to them to handle. They trust them with the rest of their life without meeting them yeah. or shaking their hand. Right. And the way that we do that just on a, just a basic fundamental way, the way we develop that know, like, and trust is we're always there. Yeah. We're always there. So they have, they're in a drip on the email and they watch some webinar and then we just keep sending them emails that have value in it. We're not trying to close them. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to sell them anything. It's just, Hey, here's something else you need to know about this new tax law. Hey, here's something else you need to know about, you know, three common mistakes that people do in estate planning, like just boom, 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 value, value, value. But they're learning, right? And the open rates on these emails are astounding because people want to learn, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And likening that to, I'm thinking if I'm living in BFE, middle America, and I'm nowhere near Nashville, and I'm a songwriter, but there's a music scene somewhere that's close to you. Yeah. Well, who are those artists that you want to write with? And who are the players in that market? Mm-hmm. Like, if there is there a local NSAI, NSAI chapter? If there is, that's probably where you're going to find the most dedicated writers, I'm thinking. Right, yeah. And for the artists, like, showing up to their shows and being there always mm-hmm. and being out doing songwriters' nights, no matter how... Listen, if you're in some small town somewhere, the songwriter night's probably going to largely be crap. Yeah. But that means you're going to shine. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Like if you're better, you're going to stick out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. And so just create, you know, just making yourself available. And then you're out there and just you were touching on this. That what made me think about this, Brent, was you were talking about it in terms of the climb community. Like just be there and just add value in the beginning. Yeah. That's your first job. Just go add value to everybody else. We know, and this has got nothing to do with whether or not it matters that Brent and I know anybody, but it's just about here's this group of communities, over like 1,500 people in the climb community. And there is a list of names that we know because they keep showing up. And we might not have even met them, but we know who they are. Yes. And I mean, I've never met Sunday Joe. Have you? Yeah. I've never met her in person. I've never met her in person. I've never shook her hand. But I damn straight know who she is. And I know the work that she's doing. Right. And I feel like I know how far she's come yeah. from when she started with us, which is completely attributed to her. I think we're just one of the wheels on her bus to success. You know what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. And we're proud to be that. But we get to know that. But she participates. So we know who she is. You know what yeah. I mean? And we're rooting for her. Right? And yes. Yes. And now we're even closer. And the same thing with like Chelsea. Mm-hmm. You know, the same thing, like, you know what I mean? It's just like, so doing that, like, how can you do that with the people that you want to write with to get that attraction happening in your town, yeah. in your area? And if you're in Nashville, it's a million ways to do it, man. Every Wednesday night, you should be at the freak show. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of the usual suspects that show up yeah. there. And if you keep showing your face, it's going to become familiar. Yeah. And people are going to know you and you're going to get a right somewhere, somehow, sometime. Mm-hmm. And then... You got to do it, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're in that circle, yeah. you know? I mean, it's got to be, you've got to be familiar. You're not going to get them on the first time and the second time in the same way that nobody's going to get you on the first time and the second right. time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you got to know more. So that's awesome. So ACDC, attract, convert, 
deliver, collect. And so that's that's what we gotta do. So yeah, if you're expanding your co-writer, attract, get on the radar of new potential co-writers, convert, get a write on the books, deliver, be a good hang, get a good song, collect, get another day on the books, get introduced to that writer's co-writers. Oh, pitching to a publisher, attract, get on the radar of a music publisher. We do play for publisher events at songwritingpro.com. That's a good way, but it might be out at Writers Nice, getting to know their staff writers and so they hear your songs, whatever. Convert, get a meeting, get them to listen to a song. Deliver, be a good hang, bring a great song. Collect, get another meeting, get on the books with one of their writers, get a single song agreement, get a staff deal, that sort of thing. Pitching for a cut, attract, get on the radar of the artist, the A&R, the producer. Convert, get them to listen to your song. Deliver, bring a banger, right? Mm -hmm. Collect, keep the door open for more pitches, get a hold, get a cut, get royalties. That's what we do, ACDC, baby. Hey, for the wait, wait, wait! Before yeah. you before you wrap it up, one more thing. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go over this quickly and lightly. But on the collect factor, if you're the artist, mm-hmm. we got a lot of artists that are also songwriters that are on listening to this podcast. You've got to be a student of the game of the admin too. Yes, that's part of the collect. That's part of the collect, and you know, across all the streaming services, there is one and a half billion dollars of uncollected money because people's admin is wrong. Mm-hmm. They don't know where to send it, and so they can't send it. But I know for a fact with, you know, we talked about Randy Barber and that stuff. Like, his checks are rolling in now, man, from that thing, dude. He's thousands of dollars that he's made. And they go back as far as when Spotify started, back to 2008 or 2009. So they can't spend that money. It's still theirs. If you got streams and you're not making a whole lot of money, there's about a 99.9% chance is because your admin isn't accurate. It doesn't mean you blew it, mm-hmm. but that money's still there. Make sure that you know how to do that, okay? And we're going to try to make this into a full episode to expand on this more and give you a, a place to go to to make that happen. But there's just, gosh, there's so much money. And there were so many pro artists that I know that aren't on a label where they're going to have the relationships to handle that admin for you. Mm -hmm. But if you're an indie artist and as more and more indie artists really and magically and wonderfully put themselves in a position to make real money. Yeah. As an indie artist, man, you've got to do this admin thing and you got to do it right. And there's a, it's a bunch of BS. It's hard. It's crazy because they split up all the money into all the different buckets whether you need it or not. And mm-hmm. so you need to know how to tap into all those buckets to get all your money. That's right. Okay. And just know that that's the case. So there you go. Yeah. Cause you got to do it right. Cause if you don't, then all your dirty deeds will be done dirt cheap and we don't want ah! dirt cheap. And, and you got to You got to do these and you got to stick with it. Cause why? Cause it's a long way to the top. If you want to rock and roll. Oh boy, there we go. There we go. <laughs> hey, I have a gift for you to help you on your long way to the top. It's six simple ways to make your songs more commercial. It'll make your career blow up like TNT. <laughs> and six simple ways to make your songs more commercial. You can get it at six, the number six, simpleways.songwritingpro.com. It's a PDF. You just tell me where to send it. I send it to you. It's again simple, but very powerful ways to make your songs more commercial. Again, that's six simple ways songwritingpro.com that's what i got there we go all right guys that brings us to the end of another killer climb episode that was good stuff man even though it wasn't all about acdc like i still like about acdc hey um tell a friend about it join the climb community follow the podcast this podcast exists because we want you to win so keep on climbing and we'll see you at the top
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 